Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. This is truly an unprecedented time as many people are in fear, they're anxious, they're worried as countries go into lockdown, schools, businesses and more here in the UAE close their doors to try to contain the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. But beyond the panic and hysteria, which only makes matters worse, there is actually a lot that we can all do to get through this tough time better and stronger. Joining us on the line to talk about how we can do that is Dr. Saleh Afridi, Managing Director of the Lighthouse Arabia. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sally. You know, it's great to have you once again, Saleh, but uh, we really are. We're, we're going through a moment in history right now uh, that none of us remember ever seeing the likes of with this coronavirus um, and it's just it's changing literally day by day. Things are changing hour by hour. And um, there have been some pretty troubling scenes where you see people literally fighting their way through supermarkets. They're panic buying, they're hoarding and just generally acting out of fear. Why is it, Dr. Saleh, that we are seeing people acting this way? You know, Sally, it's a, a complicated answer, but I'll try to keep this short. Um, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. And fear is a very adaptive response in the face of threat. And this threat, um, called COVID-19, is actually invisible. And so people are just hypervigilant all the time. There's a lot of anticipatory anxiety um, so it comes with a lot of emotional, behavioral, physiological coping reactions. And this is, again, like I said, adaptive. However, people are, um, you know, sort of reacting rather than th- they're succumbing to their fears rather than activating their, you know, their frontal cortex, um, which is their human brain rather than their primitive brain, which is their emotional brain. Um, and so they're succumbing to a lot of the irrational thoughts that are surfacing as a result of this panic and fear. So there's multi-layers to this answer, but I would say that there's always two levels of thinking. One is the emotional brain. One is the cognitive rational brain. The emotional brain is going to be reactive. It's going to be full of fear. It's going to be full of anxiety. But the rational brain is the brain that says, listen, you don't need, you know, 10,000 rolls of toilet paper. Um, It's going to be okay. But the emotional brain says, well, what if, just in case, what if I'm trapped in the house for six months? And so this battle sort of goes on. And then whichever one wins is, uh, is determined really by how resilient you are and how strong that muscle is inside of you. Dr. Saad, how, how would one uh, transition from the primitive emotional side to the, to the other side that you mentioned? Uh, what are the steps that we can take to, to, to make that shift uh, into calming ourselves down, obviously, uh, and going from the mental state that you described being primitive and to the yes. one which is a little more uh, logical? Yes. So I think it's important to name that we have both of them. We, every single human being on Earth has an amygdala, which is actually our fight, which is where our fight or flight response comes out of. I think it's okay to say that this part of me feels switched on right now. 
However, the human also has the prefrontal cortex, and that prefrontal cortex is a muscle that needs to be exercised. It needs to be activated, especially during fight or flight mode. So some of the things you can do in order for you to turn off the fight or flight mode is really um, first get your parasympathetic system on, which is the rest and digest. So we have the sympathetic system, which is the fight or flight, then the parasympathetic system, which is the rest or digest. Breathing deeply is one of the fastest ways you can calm that system down uh, because that's just not what happens when you're under threat. You don't breathe deeply and calmly. So one thing I would recommend is breathe in for five, hold for five, and then breathe out for five. And you do that five or seven times, and that will actually help your system calm down. Second, I would say if that's not working, distract yourself. Play a game on your phone or go look at something to just get your mind off of the thought loop that you were in. This also will turn off the fight or flight system inside of you because we are the only animal in the kingdom that actually can turn on the fight or flight system with just our thought alone. So our goal is to just get out of that thought loop and just do something else to turn off that fight or flight system. So try to do these two things before you actually try to engage the logical mind. And then come up with what would you tell your child? What would you tell a young child if you don't have a child of your own? What would you tell um, an elderly person? What would you tell your friend if they came to you and said, listen, I'm going to go buy 200 rolls of this and that? What would you tell them? Because we tend to have really good advice when it's not personal, when we're not doing it for ourselves. And we usually come up with the best uh, solutions when we're trying to think of the solutions for other people. Then I would say, so first do the turn off the system, then have a conversation about what you would tell another person. And then thirdly, I would say, what can you do to actually be prepared? Let's just say two weeks at a time I would plan for and then, you know, uh, and not try to go beyond that because then you can really throw yourself into a loop. So just be prepared. But, you know, um, and then I another thing, just, you know, for the sake of it, why not? I would say you should uh, think about other people because we're all in this together. And if you consume all of the things that are on the shelf, you are leaving less for other people. So let's engage our common humanity while we go through something like this. And that might actually trigger a compassionate response in you that, listen, you know what, we'll be okay, but let's just see, let's leave things for other people. This is a very high order way of thinking that does not get activated when you are in a threat of fight or flight. You will only think of survival and you will only think of yourself and your family if you are in that mode all the time. This is what we're uh, currently seeing, Dr. Sadaha, and it, it, it seems to be on the increase. Some people are arguing that uh, that w- looking at uh, too much information around what's going on can actually be even more anxiety-inducing. I'm See, I'm of the opposite kind of uh, opinion where... I feel like if I'm well informed, if I'm getting my information from the right sources like the World Health Organization, like reputable uh, media, then I know what to expect. I know how to calmly react and prepare and I can do that for myself and for my family. Other people are like, well, no, this is just too much 
and it can be overwhelming, you know, that the, too much information for people. So what would you say to that? You know, Sally, I think um, control is a fundamental human need. And we have, we turn to all sorts of things to gain a sense of control. Panic buying is one way people are getting a sense of control. They're acting out their anxiety and feeling that they're prepared by buying whatever it is that they're buying. Second thing people do in order to feel control is to seek information. Information will tell me what to expect. It will tell me to be prepared. It will tell me, it will tell me, it will tell me. But really, do you need to know that corner of the earth has this many people infected by the hour? Like, there's some things we just do not need to know. Mm. And what you need to know, Sally, especially all of us right now, we know everything we need to know in order to stay safe at this time. We do not need to know that the numbers are increasing exponentially by this minute or that minute. We need to know how to keep ourselves safe. We need to know that we need to be socially isolating ourselves. We need to be quarantining. If these symptoms show up, we need to be reporting. If this is, We know exactly what we need to do in order to stay safe at this very moment. We do not need more information to feel safe. So that is actually you seeking control through seeking information. And that's just you. Uh, one way people act out their anxiety is to get more and more information. However, if you just keep getting more and more information you're going to keep more and more anxious. You know, they, they say that ignorance is bliss in some regard because you just look out for what is in front of you in this moment. You're looking out for your home. You're looking out for your family. You're looking out for yourself. Um, and you're looking out for your community. And you're not sort of feeling the panic of the whole world, which is what you get when you actually go on media. So, yes, I think you should be informed. But, yes, I also believe that you need to limit the amount of COVID media that you are consuming. Mm. You need to only pick one or two sources from which you get this information from. Because everybody has a thought and an opinion and a YouTube video and a, you know, things you can do. And it's just overwhelming. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and people get stressed out for not, you know, acting on every single thing that people are suggesting that they can do. So just know enough and then, leave the rest you know up to the universe so absolutely for sure 100 so for a lot of people who are now socially isolating um let's talk about a few of the things that they can do in that time because it will be a couple of weeks at least um that people are going to be staying home you know for whatever reason hopefully to keep themselves and others safe uh, let's talk about how we can take care of our minds and our bodies in this time uh, Dr. Saleha, what we can do um, with our families that is really going to kind of bring us out of it stronger because people think, oh my God, I'm just going to be at home and I can't do anything. I can't. But actually, you know, there are, there are lots of things that, that we can do to keep our minds active, to, to keep our hearts alive. And that's really important that we do focus on that, isn't it? 100%. And I think, you know what? In, in this sort of situation, the one who has the most psychological flexibility and, you know, sort of uh, creativity and a sense of humor is going to be the one that is going to really thrive during this time. Um, when we talk about survival of the fittest, we're not talking about physically fit. 
We're talking about survival of the one who is most adaptive. And this is what Darwin also said, that if we want to survive mentally, physically, emotionally through this time, we are going to learn how to, we are going to have to learn how to adapt. We are absolutely blessed that we are so connected through uh, online classes, Zoom chat rooms, mm. Google Hangout. I mean, there's so many things that people are doing. And I actually, Sally, like this morning I woke up and I just had like these chi- you know, chills going down my whole spine thinking about with inspiration about like how quickly human beings can adapt if they just say, well, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to roll. I think it's when people resist and they become rigid that they start to panic. And so there's a hundred things that you can do as a family, thousands probably that you can do. You can all learn online. You yeah. can take classes online. There is the Khan Academy that's doing all sorts of stuff right now. There are apps of games that you can play. There are board games that you can play. You can learn how to cook together through YouTube videos. You can, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I could go on and on. Whether you have children or not, like, you are not... When we talk about so, social isolation, we actually are going... We are not socially isolated. We are just physically isolating ourselves. But socially, we are extremely connected. Absolutely. And and kind of finally, to the point, Dr. Saleha, I think it's important for us to stay optimistic in this time. One of my favorite um, hadith of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, and I, I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it feels like the end of the world. But his, um, his saying where he says, if you see the end of time coming and you are planting a tree sapling, keep planting it. Never, ever give up. Never, ever be pessimistic. Never, ever think that it's the end. Just keep going and be optimistic. How important is that, that in a time like this? I love that, Sally. That's beautiful. I hadn't heard that before. Um, but yes, 100%. You know, if you, for every person that is being diagnosed, there's one that is recovering. For every you know, sort of gloom and doom type of news that you're seeing. You're seeing all these communities come together, support each other, singing on balconies, coming, you know, like for me, this is such an inspiring, like inspiring time. Mm. Um, and and I, I just think that if we, it's just what we choose to look at. We are all coming together. We are all supporting each other and we're going to come through this. Yeah, we are. This is not the end of the world and this is not the end of time. We are going to come through this, and we are going to come through this stronger and far more resilient uh, because we know that we adapted to something this quickly because it was asked of us. This is not suggested. And so, I mean, I think we are going to be um, more creative, more resilient, and just closer as a community as we come through this. So, yes, I think being optimistic is extremely important at all times, but especially at this time. Dr. Saad Harfridi, Managing Director of the Lighthouse Arabia, I want to thank you so much for joining us and, and uh, giving us a plan ahead and giving us hope at this time. And hopefully just, I think the most important thing right now, uh, Dr. Saad Hawail, uh, everybody, is just to calm down. And breathe. I love what the doctor said yes. about breathing. Breathe. 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 <laughs> thank breathe. you. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you so okay. much. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.